Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. We got to make sure we close out all these apps. Make sure that close it out. Clean it out. up. Sorry. I just need to close out a few more. Win- Simon. Oh, boy. He closed out the recording. Guess I'm doing this solo. This is an all-new episode of For the Love of Sport. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for tuning back in. We're uh, we're into September, back to school, yep. which also means the start of fall, which is my mm. personal favorite time of the year. This is your favorite. This is like... Cool, crisp. I feel like I was born waves. to be a fall person, you know. Just like yeah. uh. I get it. You and the missus. It's just it's a it's a pumpkin spice kind of feeling. And I got a pumpkin cream everywhere. cold brew the mm. day it started. It was like I feel like it's perpetually getting further back. Like I'm pretty I, sure I they care. it was in they, August, I think. Yeah, it's been. I, I remember like a few years ago, it was like, all right, September 10th, get ready. Pumpkin spice is back. And I think like each year it's just been moving back one day to see if we noticed. I firmly believe. And I also get this. So if they had pumpkin spice, anything all year, I would order it in the dead of summer. Certainly. But Mm -hmm. a lot of times they'll have it longer because they have so much left over. So then you're into February, March, and they still have pumpkin cream cobra at certain Starbucks. So you can stop Um, that. And I ride that wave forever. Yes. You know, I just ride it forever. So Starbucks, if you're listening, maybe. you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome for your consistent uh, right. revenue streams. I'm sure without us, you'd be nothing. Let's talk about something that we will fully put our name behind and sponsor, which is Sports Engine Play. Ooh, what a good which idea! Leads us oh wait, into our guest, Crisco oh, ISD. <laughs> no, we had we have uh, two fantastic guests on the show today from, like Simon said, Frisco ISD, talking all about their broadcasting and video solution that they've created down there, all the way down there in Texas. Mm -hmm. We take a trip down to Texas. We take a trip down to Texas. We get to learn more about how this started with just one guy and now has spread across an entire school district to a bunch of different high schools to Mm -hmm. help uh, record and broadcast these games for everyone to watch. And it's taken off like hotcakes. Stay all the way till the end for a special little treat. We put them to the test and they give us their best broadcasting voices. Shall we bring them on? Let's hop in. All right, let's bring in the stream team. Matt Wixon is a highly experienced writer, editor, and multimedia journalist. His experiences have culminated into the perfect role as athletics facilitator at Frisco ISD, one of the largest school districts in the country, home to over 63,000 students. 
With a deep passion for sports and education, Matt has dedicated his career to helping young athletes achieve their full potential both on and off the field. He is also a talented author, having written three books, including Fourth Down in Texas. Matt's experience and dedication make him an invaluable asset to the community, and we are thrilled to have him on the podcast. But wait, there's more. Let's also bring in Stephen Doherty, who is the broadcast production manager for Frisco Independent School District. A graduate of Texas A&M University and a licensed real estate broker, Stephen has grown the district's broadcast productions from a one-man show to a full-on favorite. As the facilitator of all broadcast productions for the district, events such as convocation, graduation, and of course, what we will speak with him about today, including all FISD athletic events. His responsibilities run across the production of all high school broadcast programs with updating or maintaining equipment, set designs, live streaming, all the things. Steven's passion for sports broadcasting extends to teaching the sports broadcast class. With that, let's bring in the stream team. Welcome, Matt. Welcome, Steven, to the For the Love of Sport podcast. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Too, too kind of your words there. Yes, yeah. yeah, so kind. <laughs> the kindest words. Um, so very kind. I believe, I believe the... A comparison to the Savannah Bananas was spot on, though, in my most humble 100%. opinion. We've known you yeah. guys for you know a very short amount of time, but based on everything I know about both parties, I think you're right up there in terms of yeah, uh, crazy eclectic social media fun. Yeah, fun outfit. 100. percent A lot of similarities. So with the bananas <laughs> and major school district in Texas, we you know we're in line. We're in line. So. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised <laughs> at how many things these people have in common. So no, seriously, thank you guys though for hopping in and doing this with us. We're excited to to bring this episode to our dear listeners. So, and for a for a major school district too, let's not sell yourself short. That like you are doing some amazing work, and we're excited to dive into the, sort of the innovative things that you guys are bringing to your community. But before we do that, we want to make sure we touch on the things that you know unite everybody and and are really the driving force behind the podcast in general. And we want to learn more about you know how U Sports has affected you guys and, and your own experience with it. So let's start off, you know, Stephen, go to Matt. But I'd love to hear more, and I know Marie as well would love to hear more about your U Sport experience. Yeah, I was a baseball kid from early on. So youth sports was baseball. Parents were part of the youth organization. So lived at the youth baseball fields. And then high school did a marching band, which left me off the football field, but part of the part of the team, which, uh, you know, as fast forward is going to give some motivation to me here at, later go. on that I didn't realize. But uh, which instrument, it, by the way, I was drumline. Oh, nice. yeah. Nice. yeah. The movies. Yeah, yeah, I like the movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We were a little different type of just like uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> but same concept. So, so yeah, it's in the band drumline and then I pole vaulted. Really? Spring. Yeah. Yeah. And then in college oh. I started rodeoing. So I became oh my a gosh. rodeo clown slash bullfighter. The name is interchangeable. So I'm gonna go back here just a, a, a bit here. I'm gonna go back to Matt. You just mentioned three very different things all at once. <laughs> yeah. Drumline, pole vaulting, and then rodeo. So I'm unfamiliar with Texas. Are these just natural progressions in youth sports and experience? Or <laughs> how, did, how did that come about? Yeah, I would say not typical. Uh, not okay. the typical okay. process. So not unusual on probably the rodeo side in the majority of the state. But I grew up in DFW Metroplex, so maybe less so than if you you know are in some of the rural parts. But it was something I always wanted to do my I had a couple uncles that did it, so I went to college at A&M, and that was the perfect... Go ahead. Uh, thank you. Yeah, giggle. The, that was the perfect geography to find someone who was willing to let me try, and that was all. I was like, I just, cool. I want to do this. 
where can I try to do this? And I met a gentleman who his kid was at AM and we became friends and they just threw me in. But drumline and pole vault, same thing. Pole vault, I just wanted to, <laughs> that just seemed like the right thing to do. So maybe it's that's awesome. something to say generally with my personality type, but. Yeah, uh, I feel like there's a clear great. line of like, you You seem to be someone that's like, I think I want to try it. So I think I'm just going to do it and see what happens. Yeah. So I'm yeah. getting that from your experience. Which is how I ended up here in Frisco doing what I'm doing now. Say, so, I mean, that's kind of pushed onto that same thing. So Yeah, I was going to say that you're absolutely right, Marie. There is a, you either are or are not a pole vaulting person. There's no one's just like, I'm going to dabble in this. I am not. A little bit. We'll just like, call that out. Yeah, 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 for sure. I love hearing about that progression. I love hearing about how the experiences sort of like shape the other one. So the, I mean, the no fear aspect of pole vaulting, it just sort of lends itself a little bit to rodeo and just be like, oh yeah, I can jump right in and do this for sure. Matt, tell us about yours. I had the prototypical coach dad type. When I was born, I was a middle son of three kids. My dad brought a baseball glove to the hospital and put it basically next to me. <laughs> so I grew up with baseball, basketball. I played just about everything. The one thing is I'm six foot two now, but when I graduated from high school, I was not six foot yet. Wow. So I grad, I was very young and a late bloomer in that. So I played all those sports. I played, I played baseball as a freshman. I was left-handed. I am left-handed. My dad thought I was going to be the next Sandy Koufax. In mm -hmm. fact, he worked with me so much that I needed reconstructive elbow surgery after my freshman year. And I decided that's enough of baseball. I switched over to tennis and actually as, yeah. as rehab. And I became one of the top players. I grew up in Phoenix. And uh, so I was number one at my high school. So tennis became kind of my passion. Mm -hmm at that time. And then until I finished high school and I was like, well, I think I'm done with this. I'm just going to be done with all sports, but I love youth sports. Hopefully I'm not quite as crazy as my dad was in some of those things, but I have three sons and brought them all up, uh, you know, in sports. And in fact, my middle son is going off to the university of Massachusetts in Dartmouth to play college baseball Congrats. here in a couple of weeks. So I love what youth sports did for all of them. I love what it did for me. I love what we do in Frisco ISD because of that, I just think it's a, you know, sports aren't for everybody, but I think, but anybody who is like sports and wants to get into it, I see a lot of really great benefits. So it's fun to be part of. Yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like you have a, maybe not super unique, a path where you were, you know, really into, or maybe through your, through your dad or, you know, your parents were really into one sport and that kind of led you, unfortunately for you to an, to an injury, but actually probably maybe unlocked a different sport for you that you maybe would have never tried or experienced had that not happened and turned out you were just just as good or better in tennis and that's a whole experience that I feel like is super relevant to probably a lot of athletes out there today mm -hmm. of when you specialize in one you know you can go down the rabbit hole of is that good is that not good right, we don't need yeah. to do that today but you don't know what you might be missing by specializing so early there could be a whole nother sport that unlocks you know even more happiness and joy. And for you, it sounds like that was tennis. And I'm sure Simon's geeking at that. He's a tennis I am, guy yeah. too. I, I am also a tennis guy. I can also, I actually can relate a little bit more too, where like I was also a late bloomer because I was, well, dear listener, I was a five foot nothing for a very <laughs> long time. And then junior year of high school, I got really tall really quickly. Like I had to take, I had growing pains over the summer. I went from like five, eight to six foot one. It, wow. was, it was a little rough because I was very gangly, like a waving inflatable tube man. I've got more control yeah. now is what I'm trying to say. I'm not like falling yeah. just by standing up. I'm glad you guys got to go through those experiences. 
and tell us about those, especially because it's nice to see the team sport foundation can sort of lend itself into these individual sports and how, you know, all the lessons learned sort of compound on top of each other. Before we dive into just, you know, the really cool things you guys are doing with Frisco ISD, can you guys tell me something that you both learned or a lesson that sort of sticks out in your head from your youth sport experiences, either from a coach, from a play that happened, or just something that you naturally came upon? I'd say the, we, you know, kind of joked about the, just try it method. And so I had a coach, well, I had a coach first and then my dad later on coached and took the same thing, but in youth baseball, about fourth inning, fifth inning, it was a, everyone stand on the fence and run to the position you think you want to play. So it'd be middle of the game, score didn't matter anything. And you, you just take off. And if you were the first to that position, you played that position for, you know, that inning or so which to me gave the freedom of like, hey, I am, I am trying this. You're allowing me to just try this. If I fail, you know, coach, you set me up into this position to, you know, to try it out. And I took that well beyond, you know, youth baseball. Like, let's just try it. If it doesn't work, we'll move on to the next thing. And if it does, then, you know, now we've found another position or another passion or whatever kind of falls in. So I take that pretty much everywhere I go now. Like that. Yeah, I think for me, it's, I mean, it's somewhat cliche, but it's so much about the journey of a season. I, I played on some really good teams. I played on some really bad teams. <laughs> and I think I, in some cases, I may have had more fun playing on those bad teams. And I tell this to my kids all the time. And even to some of the, you know, athletes I talk with, you know, we're in a time now where a lot of people are seeking out like the best situation, like might want to go to an academy or they want to move to another team that's going to be a powerhouse. We see it even like in the NBA back with the, you know, the LeBron James, I'm taking my talents, you know, I'm going to go to be a super team. (laughs) Well, you know, there are times where I didn't necessarily have that opportunity, but I saw friends who would go to different, to different programs and things like that. And it didn't always work out. And for me, just sticking and playing with, you know, the coaches I knew, the friends I knew, the teammates for a long time, that made it so much more special. Even when we weren't that good at the end of the year, I would think back and go, boy, this is something I'm never going to forget because I got to do it with these people and I got to have these experiences with these people. So I think that that's a really valuable lesson that I learned. And I think and I hope that a lot of people are seeing that experience now. It's not all about getting the big trophy and getting that championship at the end. Yeah. It's about what it meant mm-hmm. to you during that journey. Yeah, we've talked to a few people that have had similar thoughts or, you know, have built their organizations around the idea of like, it is so common for, and I believe genuinely that parents do it because they truly do want whatever is best for their kid. Yeah. Like that's usually the motive of any anybody in any walk of life is just trying to provide the best experience possible. And they seek out, this team has won a lot. So I'm going to put my kid on that team. So they win a lot, not necessarily thinking like, I'm going to put my kid on a team where they're going to have the best experience or they're going to learn the most, or they're going to experience X, Y, Z. And so that's really interesting to think of it in that frame of light. Like it is hard though. Like you've, you of course want to win. And, you know, we have that picture in your head of like sports and the championship feeling. And if you're not, you know, winning, it's, you know, not beneficial or whatever that looks like, but it is an important perspective for sure. Agreed. Awesome. I figured we'd be on the same page with that one. <laughs> I mean, I think Maria and I both kind of relate to being on teams that did not yeah. win the championship, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or even We're make it to place, anything though, sem- <laughs> you know, resembling a championship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, there's so much validity to that. So, but being on the teams where like I was on the field constantly and yeah, the record made me not have been that good. I 
enjoyed more because I got to actually just get better. That was the, that was the, where the enjoyment really lay and and being dug in with your teammates for sure. You know, it's interesting too, that relates to basically what the whole philosophy of Frisco ISD is in that we have 12 high schools. I mean, we're a very large school district with about 67,000 students, but 12 high schools, there are other schools around us with high schools that are three times, even almost four times the size of ours. Wow. But the thought is here, it's about participation. We win plenty. We have one <laughs> yeah. lot of managers. I don't want to count. Yeah. Yeah. Frisco ISD is where you go to not be that <laughs> Just good. Just have but, fun. Yeah. But it is definitely about the experience and the yeah. participation opportunities for the kids in this school district. You're going to have a, a really good opportunity to try a lot of different things like Stephen did. We do not have rodeo, uh, rodeo <laughs> clowning. Unfortunately, right. we'll see. That, coming um, soon. Yeah. yeah, not yet. Not <laughs> okay, yet. There we go. Thank you. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. I I do want to get to yeah. that was a good transition. I do want to give you guys the opportunity, of course, you know, share where you're at now and a little bit more about Frisco ISD and all that good stuff. But one final thought on that, and you kind of mentioned it of saying like, we, you know, you guys are successful and you do win, and I believe that winning. And being, you know, a high level organization, whatever, is oftentimes just a byproduct of doing all the other things, right? Of providing yeah. a great experience, of making yep. sure you're giving your players the best culture and environment to excel and doing all of those things. And winning typically ends up being a byproduct of really great organizations without needing to just solely focus on that. So I did just want to shout that out too. But it would be great. I know you guys just mentioned, of course, you guys are with Frisco ISD. Could you maybe just give us a rundown of your respective kind of roles that you guys play? Yeah, officially, I'm the facilitator for athletics here, which I think in more common language would be like a sports information director for the school district. So I do what I can to promote all the kids. I do all of our media relations, credentialing and all that, and also do our social media. So it's kind of a large encompassing job. And I work obviously a lot with Steven and Steven has maybe even more stuff to do. I'll leave that to Steven. (laughs) Yeah. So right now I am the broadcast facilitator for the district. So anything that pretty much runs through broadcast with the exception of like with our 12 high schools, each high school has their own kind of news program that's on campus. I help where I can there, but those are the kind of the only thing that's pulled apart from my roles. So all of all of our sports, we do convocation, graduations, you know, pep rallies, events, anything that we want to live stream and share with the community kind of comes through me as well as for varsity football. We play at three venues. One is owned by the district. The other two are partners, one with the Cowboys at the Ford Center and the other with FC Dallas at Toyota Stadium. So I kind of kind of juggle all of those through varsity football of staffing production and getting games and press box and those type of things, which is where Matt and I spend most of our time, you know, August through December is in those venues. Let's dive into just sort of like the uh, the beginnings, I guess, of this, or maybe the humble beginnings of, of deciding the goals around broadcasting, you know, games. And I'm imagining it didn't start with like a full production for every single one of these schools. So I, can you take me through like how... I mean, what really brought up the need for it? Was there a desire from it from a parent perspective? You know, how did those beginnings start and what made you feel like this is something that we can continue? So I actually came into education about eight, nine years ago. I am a real estate broker and just have always had passion for teaching and I had a professor at A&M reach out and say, hey, they're doing some really cool things with 
the career-based classes. I definitely was not going to do my hand at, you know, a core subject that just isn't who I am. And uh, so <laughs> it was like, here are all these elective classes that they're throwing out there. I think it'd be, you know, you should look into that. So I did, I started teaching marketing and I was at Independence High School, which was barely a year old at that time. Mm. And I had some background in broadcast and public address announcing for sports and things. So I just went to the principal and said, hey, would you have a problem if I wanted to live stream some baseball? I'm just going to take a laptop and a you know headset and just call the game. And he said, I would yeah. love that, but you need to include some students. And so I was like, well, that's even better. Like, I'll, that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll do it solo. That's, uh, let's do it. So uh, yeah, I recruited a couple of kiddos who were in some marketing classes. I was teaching sports marketing at the time which I told those kids, I had art as an elective, not sports marketing. So <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if we're talking about electives in high school, I've got some qualms for my high school. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds amazing. Our, our elective list is is way different than my elective list <laughs> at school. So uh, yeah, so I recruited a couple of kiddos and we did two or three baseball games, just laptop. And after about two or three weeks, we had the classic like you know, dad keeps the box of random cables in the closet. So those started getting donated to us, which at first was like, this is great. And then you realize we are now just the cable extra collector. for all these <laughs> Yeah, we probably um, don't need 42 cables for the yeah, two exactly. games we're doing <laughs> in a week. This isn't even for a microphone. This is just like a plug-in for a phone. What are you doing? I don't yeah. need this. Yeah. And so we went through that spring and just kind of did the best we could with what little bit of equipment and a gentleman who was in our athletic office at the time, he kind of caught wind and came over and said, we've been trying to do this at varsity football for a couple of years. Like, are you interested in maybe trying to figure out how to make this district wide? Which I, of course, jumped into and said, yeah, let's figure that out. So Independence High School, which is the high school I was at, kind of ran the show for the first year or so because that was the easiest way for me to recruit was right on my mm -hmm. campus um and then it just kind of took off from there and we've grown to a ton of members and now we teach a sports broadcast class another great elective that i didn't have but <laughs> you can take sports broadcast as an elective junior or senior and uh, you can take that at our career and technology center and then we have a sports broadcast club that any student any high school student in the district can be a part of and they can do the tech side, so cameras and technical directing and replay, or they can do the on-air talent side wow. for sideline reporting, color commentating, play-by-play. -play. So all of that runs through kind of both of those avenues. So that was a little condensed version of what the last eight years have been, <laughs> you know, and kind of changing through some streaming partners. And now we're here and yeah. we're just going to continue to still grow and get better and better. Let's talk around the numbers around that around that growth. First of all, I commend you for jumping in and sacrificing the time to do it in the first place. And I love, you know, hearing how it's grown. But let's go into sort of the numbers behind it. I think you had mentioned too, you had like five people at the beginning. What is it up to now? And then how do you handle that kind of growth? Yeah, so right now we sit 20 to 25 in the class. You do have to take an intro level class at the campus and then your upper level class you can take at the district career and technology center. So we run about 20, 25 in the class right now. And then we rotate, you know, 80 to 100 kids that either have club sign up. We see a lot of the same folks, right? The kids that are super interested, yep. they're in all the time. But we have a lot of athletes who, you know, right now we won't see them because they're in football. But when we get to spring, we'll see them. And that's kind of been our, our growth pattern, you know, as it is. We found really great avenues for kiddos who, may or may not 
start. You mentioned, you know, being on a championship team, but not playing a lot. We've found some success in grabbing those kiddos and that makes them part of the team. That makes them, you know, just as important. And they're calling the games and they know the players, they know the sport, they know all the things. And then, and then they get some exposure from there, which has been a really cool thing to see from the program side of even to get another avenue to participate in a sport like that. Do you teach the classic newscaster like tone, like tonality about it, where it's just like <laughs> signing off here, Briscoe ISD? Do you yeah, do we that might need to well, do or? the. We might need to get both their broadcast voices at the end of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I need the yeah. best like broadcast sign off for sure. <laughs> Matt definitely has the broadcast side of things. That's what that was also hard for me because I'm way more tech side. Like I can set everything. Got it. So then, yeah. when it when it was like do a full broadcast and be in your broadcast personality. Yeah. That was hard to, one, it's kind of hard to convey. And Matt's, you know, he works with our kiddos too. It, yeah. It's a little hard to be like, make your voice more, you know, bold <laughs> and, you, yeah. and, you know, or like, yeah. don't say that phrase over and over again, please. Like there's all these learning <laughs> curves that we've had to do for these kiddos, but it makes so much fun. Yeah. I, and, you know, Matt tells great stories about just, you know, parents, loving to hear a kid call a game and the oh, yeah, passion awesome. that's yeah. there, you know, it, it changes the whole dynamic for us as well. I think one of my favorite things is work, when we are working with a kid and we'll be talking before we started a broadcast, I'll do color commentary with some kids doing play by play or vice versa. And we'll just be saying, okay, here's how we're going to start. Here's what we're going to do. And then to hear we'll do three, two, one, and go on. And to hear like a 16, 17 year old kid go from, oh, yeah, we're going to do that. And he goes, hey, welcome to you. And you're like, he's bringing it. Here, he's comes, here comes that audio voice. That's commitment. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. We've had a handful of kids that, and, you know, Matt and I have talked to the years, like, we have a kid that's like, I really want to do play by play. And we're thinking, you haven't said three words all school. <laughs> like, how are you going to do play by play? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then, sure enough, that mic turns on and they're like, hello, welcome to the Ford Center. And they just, oh, wow. And they're like, well, who is this kid? Where did this kid come from? Like, that's and so it's cool. Just though, the safety like, of being on the, you know, being on just, the mic that does it. So, yeah. Yeah. Just need yeah, I was just going to say, like, I feel like it's just such a cool avenue to open up to probably the kids that like, yeah, y- you would never suspect they would be kids that would be, feel comfortable in front of a mic and doing things like that. And you guys are opening kind of that avenue for them to explore their passion or at least, you know, yeah. dabble into it. And that kind of leads me to my next question, maybe, Matt, for you, obviously, you know, getting this set up and, and to the point where it's at now, I, I imagine the impact that it's had on your community has been massive. And especially like, of course, everyone knows like football in, in Texas is high school football in Texas is a big deal. But I imagine for all of your sports and the families that have kids participating in all those sports and even families that have people who are helping do the broadcast, like it's just such a big community impact. Have you guys seen or heard stories around like how opening this up and providing this to your community has made a positive impact? Well, I think uh, definitely I've heard from families who who appreciate the fact that, you know, I, I'm fortunate that I can see most of my kids games in person. I try to you yeah. know, do all those things, but it's not always possible. And the ability to be able to see this video, to get quality video as opposed to yeah. the spouse out there with the iPhone yeah. you know, doing, doing the best <laughs> he or she can. And for like grandparents who are out of the area and everything, it's fantastic. And when you can add another layer, like with our high, our football games to have broadcasting, it just, it's just, it blows my mind a little bit compared to, you know, the kind of stuff that I remember growing up. We were thrilled if anybody had, oh, you know, man. the big old camcorder out there to like get the green any players. Kind of You're like, yes, that? the sound was Six terrible. Months later, you'll um, see it. Yeah. But <laughs> so I, I think it's it. what I like about it, too, is it gives a, a big time feel 
for both the kids and the families. Still, when it comes down to, I mean, high school sports are about having fun and having the experience. It's not about winning, but if we can make it feel like more of a spectacle, that just adds to the experience for them. And video certainly does that. A thousand percent. I I remember when my, and I'm sure the games that were being filmed uh, when I was in Mm -hmm. high school were very grainy and not super great. And I remember, you know, seeing those. And of course, like the whole, you want, as a player, it's fun to see yourself. And there's all the like learning and development you can have of seeing film and all that sort of stuff. But even just to like, it was so cool to like see it and then share, like I scored a goal and, and to have that. It's like, yeah, you can't really put a price on having those things and being able to give that to parents, even if they are at the game. Yeah, I think about I only hit one home run in my entire baseball career (laughs) and I was a freshman, you know, and it was like now there may be a seventh grade basketball player that plays basketball this one time this season and they hit a three pointer. And it's like they're going to have that clip forever Mm -hmm. now with our partnership through Sports Engine and then with these cameras and with the amount of content that we cover in the broadcast. And, you know, it may seem like a small, but that compounded over the number of kids that will have that opportunity is big time. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a particular characteristic of your guys' culture that sticks out in your mind that's helped the success of this? I think it's just, you know, knowing that you have, I don't want to say the opportunity to to fail. That sounds, I don't know why they gave it away. Basically, there should, there's no fear of, you know, of trying. I think, yeah. uh, you know, we have a thing trying too with like our coaches. Right. Yeah. We do not, in this district, coaches are not, removed because of wins and losses. I mean, coaches, we just like any big district coaches come and go to some degree. We have a lot that have been here, but some go to different places. But so for anything, it feels like there's this culture where there's a freedom to try new things and and not be, there's no fear of, you know, putting yourself out there and then something happens. Okay. So maybe that wasn't your thing, or maybe Mm -hmm. it was your thing. You found it. And I think applying it to the broadcast, you know, kids coming in, trying, doing graphics, doing cameras, going on air. And we've had some that go on air. Stephen can talk to this more, who <laughs> will go on air and then maybe be like afterward, I don't know if I really want to do that again. It was <laughs> terrifying. And then others who do it and they're like, that was, my gosh, I was so exhilarated that I wanted, I can't wait to do it again. And if you can give kids and adults like me and, and everybody involved the opportunity to go in and experience something, it's just as valuable to find out like, maybe that's not my thing. I'll find my thing over here as it is to go in there and go, that really is my thing. And I've found it. So I love that our district can do that. That's great. We've had plenty of kids that think that they want to be on air day one. And then next thing you know, they're on air and it's like, you know what? I think graphics is good. I'll do, I'll do you know, or like, so, and, and that's, that's totally fine. That's good. We tell them from the beginning, we don't have a dump button, right? Like we're not an yeah. ESPN truck. What you say is go. Now, if it's too egregious, we'll pull the video down and that, you know, but most yeah. of the time, you know, we, they're enough to laugh about and you get some things that I think swim and dive this year, we put a, a new kid on and he said, well, they're getting ready on the jumpy blocks and then he'll figure out that that's not what they're called. And then, you know called? what I mean? You fix it <laughs> Wait a time. second. So, yeah. I've been living a lie this whole time. Exactly. This swore they were jumpy blocks. No, that that's great. And I, it kind of touches on another thing I want to ask you guys, obviously, and, and Stephen, you might have more advice and maybe some learnings that you had as you were growing this, you know, broadcast department and, and that whole experience. So we obviously have a lot of, of youth sports organizations and admins who probably will listen to this and are thinking like, gosh, it would be great if I could start, you know, a video program or even just for one team this season, I want to figure out how to how to start streaming and, you know, share that with those families. What would be, I guess you could think of it in two ways, like 
what some advice you have or maybe even like what were some missteps that you took that you're like, if I were to do this again, I would certainly not spend as much time doing this and I would just, yeah. you know, jump right into this. Yeah, I think from an advice standpoint would be when you're starting, you don't have a network level broadcast in your near future. So don't, <laughs> you know, stay up all night trying to figure out how to do that, you know, and yeah. teach yourself Photoshop and right. Like just let's get the content out. Let's right. get the video out there. Let's start there. So I think starting small and whether that's even with just an iPad and you buy the $11 iPad tripod on Amazon, right? Just start small, yeah. make it simple. And then you'll be surprised how it just kind of naturally grows. And then eventually you get into, you know, kind of the multi-camera and you get broadcaster and you get those things that go that way. So from an advice standpoint, would be start small. And then probably from just something that I would probably redo is there was an early on kind of tight group of of students who was like, this is probably who's going to be our people, kind of that low hanging fruit. And I think had I opened that window up more early on, we probably would have grown a little faster. And I don't know if I would have been able to handle that, but we probably would have been able to have a little more student involvement, you know, early on come year plus one and, and beyond. So I think, and we've mentioned a few times, just don't be afraid of who might be willing to hop in and work this with you or, you know, what student or what, even a manager, you know, a lot of youth teams and, and high school teams have a manager like that manager person may they just love the sport not going to play yeah love the sport yeah. this may be their spot you know that this could easily be their avenue to to help add value to the team and then this is not a shameless sports engine plug i promise but finding <laughs> the right partner right like finding your sure. right partner in those things is important we had a streaming partner tell us at one point along the way like look none of our schools are going to win a sports in me that's just that's just who it is and our thought was that may be true today, but we can still strive to win a sports in me as a high school broadcaster. Like that, mm-hmm. yeah. that can still absolutely be in your horizon and that can be on your goal sheet. And so having that group of partners and people around you that are like, today, not great, but we're still moving towards sports in me land, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is important to not lose that. You should still have aspiring dreams and goals, but you should also be okay that you're probably... Yeah, it's the whole thing of like, yeah, if your dreams aren't aren't big enough or aren't scary, they're not big enough. Is that the saying? Yeah. So you should still have those, yeah. but you should also be okay like not meeting those immediately. So if that right. isn't a phrase, it is now a phrase. It, it's a phrase. Shirt, I right? think I just like right if your dreams aren't big, they're not scary. Which is like yeah. you don't want scary dreams. So <laughs> we're good. Yeah. We made it. We made it. <laughs> Guys, I wanted to ask you quickly, I imagine that the access to these highlights and access to these games is you know, available for even these players that they can start putting together their own highlight reels. They can start to promote themselves too. And as we enter this new landscape of name image likeness, can you guys talk to the importance around how video can assist promoting the athlete themselves when they want to reach those particular goals or when it comes to NIL and, and social Well, I would say not so much right now for name image likeness, because we have some real restrictions and it's kind of a difficult situation here in the state. But as far as recruiting, I mean, before there was NIL, people just dreamed about, you know, getting that college scholarship Mm -hmm. or getting the opportunity to play in college. Or there's a scout in the crowd. That's right. I think it's, you know, it's more valuable than ever for these kids to be able to do the highlight reels and things like that. Because, you know, as I mentioned, I have one son who's gone off to college baseball and there are so many recruiting services out there and I don't want to just downplay all of those, but mm-hmm. basically 
what coaches want to see is a kid who's interested and you have to do the work yourself. You contact yeah. a coach and if you have clips, that's what they always ask. Do you have highlights? It's hard yeah. to put them together. But if a kid has highlights and has an interest in the school, that coach wants a direct email from that kid. And now this makes it easier than ever. If that kid can kind of take control of their own say, look, I had, a, I had a great game on Tuesday night and here are two clips of my hits or my catch or my three pointer or whatever. And you can send that immediately to a coach. It is incredibly valuable because that's the kind of stuff that it doesn't matter if you don't have the money to go hire some recruiting consult to, to reach out to schools. You can do it on your own and you can feel good as a kid that you're making progress into, into whatever your goal is. And I love that this makes that so much easier for them. Yeah, I love being able to. I guess two things, being able to put it into the athlete's control. Like I remember when I was in high school and, and going through that, I never played like, you know, club soccer or where, you know, went to tournaments where coaches were. And if you weren't at tournaments where coaches were, it was really hard to, yeah. you know, be recruited. That was just kind of the landscape that we lived in and being able to have the control of like, I've been playing great and no one's been there to see it. Can I get access to this stuff and send it out? And so being able to just give the control to the athlete and, ultimately let them kind of drive their own path yeah. and success and future is really cool. And then the second thing you said, just around accessibility, right? That's a huge, a huge topic in youth sports in particular, but I'm sure, you yeah. know, in high school, as well as people are trying to get recruited is like these things, there's a price tag on everything and, and they're only getting higher. And so if you can mm -hmm. make things more accessible and affordable for kids who do want to take control, they can do that easily and kind of set up their own their own journey destination. So that's awesome. Yeah. I think Matt and I typically in the past been kind of the gatekeepers of that content and not for any reason other than like we were the two with the logins. So it's like, <laughs> you know, the amount of emails we fielded from like, can I get this film? Can I yeah. get that? It's like, that's a huge bandwidth off us. You know, someone like Matt, who's on a sideline, he's in, got instant access to share that clip out right away. And I think there's just the benefits seem endless at the moment. And it's going to be amazing as we roll here into our first few seasons. Yeah. Getting to the point of having everyone have access to everything can be a little scary, but it's also, I'm sure, weight off of your guys' yeah. chest of like, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, well, yeah. you know, balls in your court now, like what you do with it is kind of what you're going to, what you're going to do. So that's right. Awesome. Well, I, I know we're, we're running up against time here and we want to, we want to make sure we can get to the, this or that gauntlet. We have 11 wow. rapid fire questions that we are going to read at a rapid fire pace and we need rapid fire answers from the two of you. We got answers only, no thinking involved. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're going to, we're going to ask, we're going to take turns asking and we're going to go just sort of in order of my screen here. Steven, you're going to answer first, then Matt. Okay. Perfect. All right. I'll kick us off. All right. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Am I supposed to follow up or I get a different question? Sorry. Yep. No, no, you follow same up. One. Okay. Yep. Early bird. Early bird. Nice. All right. Next. Coffee or tea? Tea. Mm. Neither. Ooh, uh, just water? Just water? Whoa. How do you, how do you I'm, get through tea? I'm a soda person. I, get that out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. On a road trip, are you the driver or the passenger? Driver. Driver. After a long day, is it the couch or the recliner? Couch. Couch. Nice. Is it pronounced GIF or JIF? GIF. I would say GIF. Last night, my wife said JIF, and I kind of was thrown by it. Oh, no. <laughs> you have to immediately question everything now that you know she's a GIF. That's right. <laughs> uh, equally as a, as a divisive, chocolate milk, syrup or powder? 
Ooh, powder. Syrup. Ooh, uh, interesting. This is right. feeling like the bananas episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, football game. Are you preferring those on Friday night under the Friday night lights or a Sunday afternoon? Uh, I'm gonna be that guy Saturday. Ooh, yeah, Saturday morning. Yeah, there you there go. go. Okay. Yeah, I'm a Friday night lights guy. I love high school football. Love it. Awesome. All right, what's better, walk off home run or home run saving catch? Oh, the catch. The home run saving catch, for sure. I'll go with the home run because I could never leap high enough to get to the top of the fence. <laughs> Simon Simon feels the pain. I do. <laughs> but now you guys both. I feel like you could probably yeah. get it with standing. So I'll yeah, put true. it out there. No jumping involved. All right, which would you prefer? And, and Steven, this might be hard for you, but play-by-play or color commentary? Uh, I will do color. Color commentary, definitely. Yeah. The pressure's off for sure. I was going to say, now that I think about it, play-by-play seems more like arduous than that. Uh, all right. These next two, these are these are bigger questions. Your all-time sports movie. Uh, the Natural. Wow, nice. Field of Dreams came out right when I was going off to college and my baseball-loving dad, we went and saw it. And oh, still, I love that. Have you, been, have you been in Iowa? Yeah. Have you gone? No, I have not. It's, we it's, went it's as awesome. a, it was one of our family yeah, road trips we did. Um, oh, that's awesome. That's cool. We called it. We uh, we made a Field of Dreams reference earlier. If you build it, they will come. That's, that's your right, guys' uh, broadcast go. strategy. So. <laughs> we did it. You're yes. welcome, Kevin Costner. That's a good um, callback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like how you guys both did baseball, too. Baseball themed sports movies. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. This one's a little more open-ended, but what's been the best coined catchphrase? someone's had at frisco isd on air <laughs> oh man uh i'm probably gonna take matt's because we might have the same but uh we had a kid that always said that's the end good night but it could be at any time during the game it didn't matter <laughs> it's like the when, first out when, of the game yeah yeah we it goes up by one touchdown he's like that's it good night and it's like that's we have so much more left to play. Like, <laughs> yes. That's yeah. an impactful one. Got to be at the end. One time only. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That, that would be mine too, but I have to add this. It was always, you know, he catches the ball and good night. And then he hit. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Like a gavel. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Adjourn. Yeah, that's right. That's how we're going to end every podcast now, Marie. We're just going to end it. That's that's the last question. Good night. If you can throw in the middle of the podcast, that'd be good too. Yeah, we'll like just throw our next guest off like they answer one question. And that's the end. Good night. That's good. Awesome. funny, actually. If you guys want to have some, you know, special guests, maybe play-by-play or color commentary, I'll even volunteer to do play-by-play since that's the, I mean, the more time-intensive one. I think Marie and I would be more than happy to volunteer. All right. Can't Come on if, down. You know, that when, would but <laughs> I would, yeah. I would enjoy that. I think we'd have fun. Yeah. Will voluntold you on air <laughs> very quickly. That, yeah. that can happen. So. <laughs> Matt came awesome. over as a writer and I was like, do you want to be on air maybe since you work here now? And he's like, well, I mean, I guess he's on air now. So yeah, yeah. You can, how fast these things, these things can change. Down. So, um, guys, all right. Well, we, with your best yeah, uh, broadcast yeah. voice. Let's hear it. You gotta hear what it. you got. Well, thank you everybody for tuning into this incredible podcast brought to you by Mrs. Jones Delicious Cookies. I'm gonna get over to my sidekick Stephen Doherty right here for some final thoughts. Stephen, take it. Yeah, he- heck of a podcast today. Really enjoyed uh, all of the takes that we had. 
Um, I think we had a good showing from both sides. There were some ups and some downs. Uh, but in the end, we came off uh, with the win. So with that, you know, thank you and good night. Love it. Yes. Wow. Amazing. Guys. We're taking that clip. That might yep. be the new, the new <laughs> outro for everything. So amazing. Well, seriously, guys, thank you so much for hopping on. We appreciate it. Um, obviously, love what you guys are doing at Frisco ISD. Uh, love the partnership and, and, and looking forward to, to all that's going to come. So. So are we. Yeah, thanks, thanks guys. for having us. Awesome. Thank Appreciate you. you guys. Marie, how would you react if I said I got $200 off something for you? I would say shut the front door. What's the what about, catch? What about What's $400? 400 No. Forget it. What am I doing? Selling my house to you mm-hmm. for this or what? What about $500? No. Okay. I'm done. I've, I've heard enough. That would be ridiculous. Well, $500 is exactly what is available. You can get 500 smackaroos off your first year of Sports Engine HQ's award-winning premium club management software. With Sports Engine HQ premium subscription, you will get, you ready for this, Marie? It's a lot. Custom online and mobile-friendly registration, secure and flexible financial tools with QuickBooks integration, free connected team mobile application, auto-scheduling, volunteer management, and so, so, so much more. You can visit sportsengine.com slash solutions for more information. Use the promo code SAVE500 to, yes, save $500 off your first year of Sports Engine HQ. It ends Friday, September 29th, midnight at Pacific Standard Time. The broadcast voices were really impressive. Like they've really got that down pat. And I do want to like call this out to you, Marie. Give me your best. Give me your best <laughs> broadcast sign off, non-regional dialect <laughs> encouraged. Non-regional. Because <laughs> I feel like anytime I do a voice, I go immediately to uh, oh, Super man, Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time right here live from Minnesota Sports Network. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna work local. Local Minnesotans are going to be like, uh, sign this gal up. All right, but give me your best. Give me your best, like, for, for the love of sport. This is Marie Fitzgerald. All right, all right, all right. I got to Take a moment before. Take here. a moment before. That's fine. Okay, here we go. The intensity, folks. Like, this, like she's really <laughs> I know. This. I think I went to another world there for a hot I, sec, so. <laughs> all right, Simon. Thanks so much for sitting here doing this with me. It's a It's a blessing that we get to do this. As our jobs, each and every day, we tune in, we talk about sports, and you know what we do it for? For the love of sports. So thank you so much, listener. We will see you next time. Wow. Ooh, maybe. I didn't even put an um in there. That's usually you, the old crush. I was going to say, like, I think that's <laughs> what made it a real broadcast voice. Ooh. You don't hear them go, mm's or ers or ahs. Uh, uh, They're uh. just full stream of consciousness. That was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thank you. Thank you. Wow. I'll be here all week. Let's so. call that up. Yeah, if you back. have a wonderful broadcasting voice, if you want to like give us your best, you know, sign off for for the love of sport, this is so and so signing off. You know, send it to us. Send yeah. us all of those. Right. We want to hear your best broadcast voice. Better yet, if you have um if you at your organization or if you as a parent have uh got to watch your kid. Uh, on a live stream that maybe your organization or high school provides, and you were blown away by the level of broadcasting ability mm. of whether it was a, a student doing it or you know uh, an adult doing it, we would love to hear that too. Because I feel like there are some high schools out there, probably yeah. high schools, I would say, doing some really good broadcasting work that uh, that could be fun to listen to. So 
Either tag us on social media. Yeah. Tag tag us uh sports engine across most of our channels or send us a, an email with a little audio clip or video clip and we'll share that out. That would be that would be really cool to see actually. Yes. Send us your your best high school broadcast, U Sport highlight broadcast. Throw in throwing the, you know, throwing a little sports centery broadcasting and commentator action in the background if you want but send it our way and uh yeah we will feature the heck out of that heck yeah we'll feature the heck no out qualms of that. About, about doing that at all all right well what do you uh, say Ooh, i'm gonna do the simon sign off what do you say we tie a bow on this one and let you know Boy. that this was another episode of for the love of sport brought to you by sports engine the home of you sports if you would like to reach out to us, you can do so at ftlospod at nbcuni.com. Or like we said, feel free to hit us up on any of our social channels, uh, Sports Engine across the board. For the Love of Sport is brought to you by Sports Engine, the home of you sports. The hosts are Marie Fitzgerald and myself, Simon McKenzie. Our marketing guru is Kelsey Irwin. Our intelligent intern is Joe Brzonic and the exceptional, professional, and wonderful sound engineer that's behind our honey dulcet tones is the great Troy Stone. We will be back again with a new episode very, very soon. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.